Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. So we are on part two, you guys, of this series titled, Should I Stay or Should I Go? What a great question, right? How many people are in relationship ambivalence? A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So today I'm going to go over question one. And um, the answer to this question really points me in the direction of the questions the subsequent questions I need to ask to figure out, you know, to help you actually figure out, is this partnership, marriage, relationship worth saving to you or not? You know, and, um, you know, it's a very, basically when, when the, when love doesn't start feeling like it's enough, when, when there's not enough love to you to, you know, um, to continue on in the relationship and you're feeling hurt, that's the moment we start withdrawing and we start, you know, stepping back. And that's when we start, guess what? Waiting and hoping for the other person to make things better. Right. But, but <laughs> nothing's going to happen while you're waiting. Not a thing. Because when you're hoping somebody else makes it better, that means you're relying on somebody else's choices, somebody else's. And even though, you, you know, this is your partner and the person you love and that you've been with doesn't matter. You're relying on them to make your life better, to make the relationship better while you're just sitting back. Well, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. And, and before you know it, years and years and years are gone. Right. So so then you start thinking about leaving and you're like, OK, I'm fed up. I'm leaving. But then when you start, you know. When you decide you're leaving, those thoughts start creeping in. You know, okay, where am I going to live? How am I? Can I afford my life? Am I ever going to find love again? How lonely am I going to be? What about childcare? Um, it, how much will child support be? And then there's all those other details. You know, so many details about you know uh, the, the what ifs, right? Because we don't human beings don't do good, don't do well in what ifs. What is ifs cause us anxiety? What ifs cause us to panic, right? Even though life is uncertain, for whatever reason, you know, we believe we need certainty, but it, life is uncertain. So when you are thinking, do I leave or do I stay? Should I stay or should I go? You are really playing with a lot of uncertainties. And uncertainties scare the shit out of human beings. So then what do you do? Well, then you decide, okay, I'm going to start talking to everybody I know. You know, I'm going to ask my friends, I'm going to ask my family. And, and then, you know what, guess what? They don't know. Okay. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. Most people will tell you what you want to hear. Unless you have some really damn good family and friends that are honest with you, but they'll tell you what you want to hear. And also know this human nature says you're going to describe things in a way that makes you look good in a way that makes you feel good. You're going to describe to your family, to your friends, to me. And I know what, I, I have to take this into consideration. I'm hearing half the story. That is the truth. There is another side to every single story. That is what is difficult for a therapist, to coach, anybody to decipher. What, what's the other side? Because there's two sides, right? And here's the thing, when you get with somebody, Okay. And they show you who they are and you years later, you want to change them. You can't, that's not right. This is who you were. 
You accepted this. Now you can't just change it and then go and complain to everybody about it, right? So, so you have to realize whatever you're telling people, you want them to hear your side and that you want them to side with you and to be have you know give you empathy. And while that's great, it's not going to bring you any closer to an answer. And then the worst thing that happens is when you start bitching to everybody you know about your partner. Well, then when you work it out, if you decide you're going to work it out and, you know, and and it works, guess what? People do hold grudges. They don't forget all the bad things you said about that person. It's it's impossible. Even though they're going to say, "Um, I won't hold it against them or whatever or her, it does. It happens. So, okay, so then what do you do? Oh, well, then maybe I'm going to go through the pros and the cons. I'm going to write down the pros and the cons. Okay, well, that's great if you're buying a car. (laughs) <laughs> okay or if you're deciding between you know what's the pro of having um laminate or real hardwood floors okay what's the pros and the cons that's that's when you do a pro and a con list not when you're deciding you know your relationship that balanced scale approach is is actually part of the problem it's not part of the solution right it, it actually gets us in trouble because how can you weigh the things you know about your relationship in the present against what's going to happen in the future. Because the future is uncertain. You don't know. So how can you weigh today what might or might not happen in the future? And how can you weigh a problem that's bad for you against the knowledge that a lot of people have this problem but don't seem to be breaking up or ending their relationships over it? How can you you know, weigh a problem that makes you want to scream today against the possibility that it won't bother you so much tomorrow. You can't. You can't, right? So so it's basically like this balance scale approach, you know, pieces the evidence together. But yeah, guess what? New evidence keeps sliding in and sliding out. So you're trying to add things up that don't add up. You're trying to compare things that can't be compared. Right. So, so, okay. So you, you really, you got to let it go. You know, there's a client that had come to me before and, and it was like, you know, she would say, she said to me, Heather, I just wish it could be like this all the time, you know, but then last week it went back to being the way he is usually is, but I want him to be like this. So what is that showing you that it's going in and out, in and out? These things don't add up. Right. So, um, you have to start realizing that, you know, the pros and cons give you zero clarity, right? There, there's just, it's, it's hard to do that. And so then what, what happens is we also get, you know, stuck in the blame game. And, you know, when we see something bad, okay, you know, then we, we, again, we start blaming and we want the people we're talking to or the balance approach to be on our side. Well, when I, you know, have somebody come to me and tell me what their person is doing, I'll ask, well, what is eliciting, you know, what basically, what, what did you do to elicit this response? You know? Um, okay. So if somebody says, you know, my partner's nagging is driving me crazy. Well, maybe your partner's nagging is because you don't pay attention. Is it because you're not listening? See, that's what a good person, a coach or a therapist that is going to help you is going to say, okay, so this is what you're telling me. 
And is this what you're doing? And maybe you're not doing that, but we got to get to the bottom of it, right? So, you you know, let, let, let's just forget that those talking to a million people, you know, it, the, you're in line at Subway. You don't need to tell the person in front of you about your relationship problems. Just stop. So, so let's get to, you know, the question. So what, instead of this, you know, the pros and cons of talking to everybody, we're going to arrive at a diagnosis through actual questions that you can answer that are going to lead us from, you know, you know, to your own diagnosis. And, um, and I'm really hoping this helps you. So let's, I'm going to go here with question one. And this question helps me really decide, and it's going to help you decide, you know, is this even worth saving? So the question is, when things were good between you and your partner, your spouse, your, you know, your, whatever, how good were they? Were they really good or were they never actually good? Were, did your relationship look good on paper? Meaning he checks or she checks all the boxes. Good supporter, this, that, right? But but it's actually was never really good. You see, we can save, I can save what, what, what you know, is fixable. But you can't save something that never worked. Okay, so I'm going to say it again. People, you can save, I can save things that are fixable, but you can't say what never worked. Okay. So, you know, um, I've asked people that question, right. And I've gotten a plethora of different answers, you know, literally, um, it was only good while I was on, we were on the honeymoon. Okay. Well, that's not good. It was never good. I didn't even want to marry this person. I didn't even, I was drunk the whole time on the honeymoon. Um, uh, he, uh, he threatened or she threatened suicide. I got married literally. There are so many insane and not insane, very sad answers to this question that I, I, I sit there and go, okay, this is most likely not savable, right? And so what you got to do is you have to really realize that when you were in love, when you're in love, that means you were genuinely happy. You felt good when you were with each other. There was a happy warmth and like a connectedness between the two of you, you know, Um, and if that was the truth and you had that for years and then, you know, just life happens and and other things happen and and children come, you know, that is something that is savable, right? Then, you know, we're going to keep moving on to, you know, other directions. And it doesn't mean that, you know, when we get to other questions that, you you know, you might go, no, Heather, there's too much water under the bridge. But for now, if your answer is yes, it was really good. There was a lot of love, a lot of warmth, a lot of connection for a good period of time, then that relationship, your relationship is savable. Okay. But if at the, at the best of times, things were never good. Okay or actually very good, then, you know, it, it, it was iffy then, it's definitely iffy now, right? So, so you know, you have to you think about it like, you know, one of my clients would say, you know, again, this is her husband was great on paper, again, great with the kids, charming, you know, good income earner, it had good spiritual values, actually, you know, cared about, you know, her and even her work. But then on the on the other side of it, he was angry with her all the time, picked fights, kept expressing his disappointment, kept trying to change her. He had an affair and he once shoved her. Okay. 
And she didn't think she loved him enough. And guess what? Don't you think it's kind of clear the direction? Now, we think it's clear, right? Now, let's say her spouse comes to, to coaching or counseling therapy with her. If he's willing to work on himself and heal whatever needs to be healed, and why is he so angry with her? Why is he picking fights? Why does he want to change her? And heal that part of him, that relationship can work because he has all of those other plus signs, right? But if he is not willing to do the work on himself, which helps the marriage, then no, that marriage is it's most likely, most likely done, right? So, you know, that that is, that's reality. So, you know, ask yourself that question. What is it? You know, where where is it for you? How good was it when it was good? And if there if, if there are a lot of plus sizes to your part plus um plus points to your partner, you know, and you and you love, do love, and if he's that person is willing to get help with you and for themselves, there is a chance. But if they are not, it's very difficult, right? So um, you know, again, it, it, when it, if it just never felt right. It's just the prognosis is poor and I'm sorry, you know, if it was never very good, it's never going to be very good. How could it? If you never had great times, if you never had that real love and connect, how are you going to get it now? What, what's going to, it was never there. So, and it, there is basically um, 10% of people that fall into this relationship kind of ambi um, ambivalence um end up leaving and are very glad they did this to the answer to the question one it's about 10 yeah 10 they end up leaving but every single person is very very happy they did they actually did themselves their the partner a favor too because maybe you know trust me i've seen it over and over and over and so um but it's up you know that so, so i really want you to think about that you know, just remember, you can't fix what was broken. And and you can, sometimes it's not even easy to fix what worked in the first place, but it's doable, okay? Um, so now that you've asked yourself this question and you're going to answer it, I just want to, you know, kind of clarify, well, how does love fit into all of this, right? Because you want to know that. Well, I, but I do love them. I do love them. Well, here's the thing. Love is an important part of our lives. It's huge, right? The, our whole entire purpose is love and connection. We can't be or do or have the things we want without love and connection. We are we are built to be connected and love one another. But we're not love's slave, right? We're not love's fools. Okay. You got you have to put love in perspective. So love isn't blind and love isn't stupid. <laughs> okay see it can see and it can learn so if you allow your love and the love for yourself to see the truth of the relationship if you allow your love to take care of you it'll respond appropriately i promise i mean do you really want to open your heart you know to a love that will not let you show you know the truth of your life if the truth is that there's, you know, basically discord in your relationship, that it's dead and will never work, 
what good is the love that refuses to see this? I want to, you know, you need to ask that. What good is the love that refuses to see that this just doesn't work? Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. And also, I'm going to leave you with one more thing. If there is physical abuse in this relationship, you get help, call, call somebody. You know, that is, I don't deal with physical abuse. I don't, that, that is, it's, I'm not going to fix something that is physical abuse There's when there's physical abuse involved. So that is a no brainer to me. If you are in a, a physically abusive relationship, it's time to go. And that person, your partner needs to get help. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. We will do part three next, obviously, and keep moving on. Have a great day, evening, morning, good night, good morning, and thank you again. Bye.